0: several weeks we've been looking at different components of prayer and we've just kind of like been hitting that from last week talking about a tragedy that happened in my personal family and and how God through prayer changed everything and we looked at several different things we'll hit those more as we go but we're heading up to 21 days of prayer and fasting which starts next week sorry not prayer and fasting prayer and feasting it's so easy to say that all the time but what we're doing is putting intentionality. Now, the message today is about prayer. And I brought in the flag that we have outside. And I, I love the fact that this is the first actual thing that we bought promoting the church. And this, even before we have our name out there, it is prayer changes things. So we're talking this morning about prayer. If you do any social media stuff, put it out there, put it out hashtag prayer changes things so we can kind of get the trending going on with that. But when I thought about even what I'm going to be teaching today, I had somebody ask me this week, all right, so what are you preaching this Sunday? I think I'm going to be able to make it there. And what is it? And I'm like... I don't want to tell you, because if I tell you prayer, you're going to think, oh, that's boring. I don't know if I want to go. I think I'm going to sleep in that day. Or if I say, hey, we're going to do 21 days of prayer, and and we're going to do it at 6 o'clock in the morning. everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what in the world? What will you do for one hour? I'm going to fall asleep as soon as I get there. I tell you what, I'll fill out the connection card and y'all pray for me. Hey, you're the pastor, that's your job anyway, right? So you do all the prayer, you do all that stuff, and, and I'm just going to lay here on my bed. When we think about prayer, typically, if you're like me, it's a yawn. It's a, uh, okay, so I know I need to do it. And when things are really, really bad, it's like, okay, I got to pray. You know, the the joke is you'll never take prayer out of school as long as there are tests, right? Okay, so as long as there are tests coming into our lives, there's times for us to go, okay, okay, okay. God, here I am, here I am, I'm going to pray. God, I'm going to come to the altar and I'm going to pray. I'm going to give it all to you because I need something for you. But to make it a habit, to make it a part of my life, eh, not so much. But you know, as I start thinking about it even more, I realize I don't know that most people know how to pray. Maybe they're not even sure how to do it. I had someone I spoke to recently, and they're like, well, I don't really even know exactly what I'm supposed to do. In fact, I know someone that was just in a car crash two weeks ago and she said this, consciousness is fading from her because somebody T-boned her at four o'clock in the morning and just crushed her car. She goes, as consciousness is fading, she's blacking out. She goes, the only prayer I knew to pray was the Lord's Prayer and I barely got through with that before I passed out. And I'm like, well, that's great. That's awesome. I'm glad that you could do that. And God miraculously saved her life. And she shouldn't have walked away from that. She just had a few bruises and her arms in a sling now. But as we approach this 21 days of prayer, we need to know what we need to do to pray and how to pray. Last A couple of weeks ago, we looked at Daniel, and we looked at how he had this phenomenal gift that God gave him of being able to interpret dreams. If, if you didn't catch that, we can go back on the podcast on our app, watch the video when it's posted up there, and you can see that whole message. I'm not going to repreach that message, as tempting as that is. But here... The king, Nebuchadnezzar, had this dream and he came to Daniel and said, came to everybody and said, tell me what my dream was and then tell me what it means. Now, I don't know if you like me, but if, if you tell me what you dreamt, I might con- maybe fuzzy kind of come up with, well, this might mean that you... But when you got to tell me what the dream was and then tell me what it means, that's an entirely different scenario. And it said that God gave Daniel the tremendous gift of being able to interpret dreams. But even in that tremendous gift, Daniel still had to pray. Even though he could prophesy and do all these wonderful other gifts, he had to purpose to pray. In the coming weeks, we're going to look at some of the things that Daniel prayed about even. And he prayed, and it took 21 days for the answer to come. But even with a tremendous gift, he still prayed. In Second Chronicles 7, verse 14, it says, Then if my people, who are called by name, will humble themselves and pray. Now, I highlighted, if my people pray. If we just pray and seek my face, God is saying, and turn from their wicked ways. See, God says, if you will take the steps to humble yourself, Because it's not easy to get up and come to prayer at six o'clock in the morning. It may be a long distance. It may be, my bed might be in the next room. That's still a long distance. It could be a long ways. It could be all these things. But if I humble myself and say, man, I'm going to make the sacrifice. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God's face. Then he's going to reveal stuff to us while we're praying. And he's going to say, hey, I don't want you to do this. You know, that thing you've been doing forever, that thing that's a clutch, that thing that's like a security blanket, Hey, I want you to walk away from that. He'll show us the thing he wants to turn from our wicked ways. He goes, I will hear from heaven. There wasn't maybe. He says, I will. It's strong. If my people pray, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their lands. Now, if ever there's a time in history, and I'm sure there's been other times that it was just as serious, but we need God to heal our land. But can I suggest to you, God is not moved by our needs. He doesn't watch the 6 o'clock news and go, Woo, Jesus, we better get down there and do something because it's getting really bad down there. It says, if my people pray. In fact, it says in James chapter 4, you don't even have because you don't ask. We just saw that he says, if you pray, I will answer. But he says, you don't even have stuff because you're not even asking. We have to ask. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is speaking here and he's talking to his disciples. He says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Keep asking. So you mean I don't just need to ask one time, fill out one connection card, and have one prayer request, and boom, that's it. God is this genie in a bottle that I can just rub and say, okay, hey, hey, Jesus, this is what I want. This is what I need. He says, keep on asking. So 21 days, we're going to have intentionality. We're going to have topics for each day. And it's not going to be boring. It's not going to be what you think. We're going to have some great lively praise and worship that helps you stay awake. We're going to have a short message from different people within our congregation for just a few minutes. We're going to have targets that we're praying. We're focusing on. And you're going to see it's just, you're going to look down and say, an hour has gone by. It's already seven o'clock. They're, they're kicking us out to go start our day. Keep asking. Day two, we're going to ask more. Day three, we're going to ask more. Keep asking, and you will receive. Keep seeking, you will find. Keep knocking, and the door will be open. Verse eight, for everyone who asks, receives. Now, is there any wishy-washy part of that? Is there any that, well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Is there any of this? I'm not really sure how this is going to turn out. We see everyone who asks, previous verse, keeps asking, keeps asking, keeps asking, receives. Everyone who seeks, keeps seeking, keeps seeking, finds. And to everyone who knocks and keeps knocking and keeps knocking, the door will be open. Verse 9, you parents, if your child asks you for a loaf of bread, will you give him a stone? No. If my child comes and says, I'm one in six that are hungry, Daddy, and I need food, am I going to say, hey, go out, check out back. Here's some gravel. Try and eat that. You're not going to do that. says if, if they ask you for a fish, will you give them a snake? Of course not. So, so if you sinful people are living in the world You don't have it all together. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give give good gifts to those who ask Him? See, Jesus is saying that He is so much even better than us that when our children come and say, I'm hungry, not I want a snack because I just ate three minutes ago, but I'm hungry. We'll say, yes, let's eat. Let's let's have something good. Let's go to Spring Creek. Let's go to Heart Eight. Jenny will wait on us at Heart Eight and she'll give us really good barbecue. I'm getting hungry if you can't tell. But he will give us good gifts. But now we're looking at prayer. There's the power of spoken prayer. Did you know God created the heavens and the earth? with a way that he set up the law and authority of the kingdom. Now, I don't know about you, and I'm going to date myself here, but I grew up watching the TV show I Dream of Genie." And I was hurrying to get through with my chores outside or whatever I've got going on because when that came on TV, I wanted to watch that. And for those of you who don't know what it was, it's this genie that was in a bottle and she came out and she would grant your wishes. And the part I would love is she would just wiggle her nose going, and go ding ding ding, and it just poof, it would just happen. God could have set up the world with his nose going and just boom, there was light. He could have done anything in the world. He could have went, uh, poof, it happened, okay? But he chose to speak the word because he wasn't just creating life. He was setting in a principle for the earth. So now when I speak, when I declare, I'm tapping into that same thing that God said, let there be light, and it was. So the power of the spoken request, asking God and saying, God, I am coming to you and asking for you to move on my behalf in this situation. I'm asking for you to move on behalf of my family, on my friends, on this situation. God, I need wisdom over here. I've got all these. The spoken word in prayer, because that's what God set up in prayer how the world was created. Jesus is on the earth, the Son of God, God incarnate, here on the earth. And what did he do? He always prayed. Now, if anybody didn't need to pray, it would be Jesus. But I have some scriptures, and it's not exhaustive, it's not all of them, but Jesus took time to pray. Here's a list of all the different times Not all of them, as I said. But just to show you, just really quickly. He went to pray. He left them to pray. They went to sleep. He went to pray. He got up early. He went to pray. And there's lots and lots more. And I'm not going to read them all for the sake of time and making the video, guys. Just put in all these scriptures. But Jesus took time to pray. It's amazing to me that disciples who travel with Jesus... 24 hours a day, they lived with him. They were with him through everything. They saw the power of God move through him. Do you know the one thing that they asked him to teach them? The one thing that's documented, they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And then he went on to tell them the answer to that is we call it the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, Actually, the disciples' prayer, because Jesus is teaching the disciples. But however you want to call it, Jesus is answering their requests. But they saw the power of God moving through Jesus as a man was because he spent time praying. So much so that they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Can I suggest to you prayer? changes things. They had a front row seat to Jesus's miracles and their request their reply to it is teach us how to pray. Years ago I was working at a church in Florida and it was a, We had a Saturday morning um, service of Ministry of Helps. There's a training thing going on, and I'm there, and I'm running sound. I'm playing keyboard for it, I think, if I remember right. But I'm doing sound in the back, and I'm tired because it's early on a Saturday morning. We were going to be there all day doing this whole conference thing. And so got everything settled down, and the guy's speaking, and I slipped out, and I went and got a Coca-Cola and popped the top on that thing, and I'm just chugging it. And right as I went to put it to my mouth, God spoke to me. He says, if you keep doing that, it's going to kill you. I'm like, it's just a Coke. What in the world? But you see, fast forward backwards, rewind. When I was at Christ for the Nations as a student, I would be up in the tower and I would wait till 7.50 to wake up. The service starts at 8.00. Run across the street, walk up, put my twenty-five cents in the Coke machine, get my Coke out, pop the top of that thing, and chug that thing down as I'm walking down the hallway to walk down right at seven fifty-nine. Pick up the bass guitar, rise the worship leader is giving us the downbeat for the song, and that sugar's kicked in. I'm like, Whoa! and then I would just go and go and go and go, and at the end I was just like, ah, and I did this every day. I am so happy that I could hear the voice of God telling me what to eat. When I first met Lenore, and we're hanging out, we're going to the grocery store just to get some stuff, she walked up to me on the cereal line. She goes, are you seriously praying about what cereal to get? But here's what I realized. God is concerned with every area of our life. Prayer changes things. See, I didn't realize that there's things in Coke that if I only drank that and I never had any nourishment. I didn't have any sustenance in my body. It could throw my body out of sorts. It could cause me to have diabetes. It could have all these different things that it would eventually kill me. Thank God he told me. But I I learned to pray over everything because I believe prayer changes things. First John chapter 5, starting with verse 14 says, And we are confident that He, God, hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know He hears us when we make our requests, we also know He will give us what we ask for. We've seen it in multiple scriptures, but here it just lays it out. We know He hears us, He know we know he's going to answer us. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18 says, This is the will of God for you. Well, I don't know about you, but a lot of people are wanting to know what the will of God is. Hey, what's the will of God in my life? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? How am I supposed to do it? Right here it says, This is it. Well, you're like, well, that's not very conclusive. What is it? Well, I picked you up at the end of the story. Let's begin at the beginning of the story at verse 16 of 1 Thessalonians 5. Verse 1 says, rejoice always. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what comes at you, keep your focus on the right thing. Rejoice. If you've heard me tell any stories at all, you've heard me say this one. All the water in the ocean won't sink your boat as long as it's on the outside of your boat. It doesn't take much inside your boat to put you at the bottom. Everything that comes at you, leave it outside and rejoice always. God, I give you glory for this day, for everything that's happening. All the struggles and all the difficulties that are coming at me, I'm gonna rejoice today. And guess what the next verse is? Next verse says, pray without ceasing. Now, how do I go from rejoice always to pray without ceasing? You mean I can't just fill out one connection card? No, we see it. You've got to pray. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep praying. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice and pray without ceasing. Can I suggest to you that your perspective in anything you come up against is going to be different If your attitude is, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to give him the glory. I'm going to keep my focus on him. And I'm going to this way be praying without ceasing. I'm not going to let this thing get me down. And then the next verse says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. You want to know what the will of God in your life? Rejoice. Pray always rejoice. But pray always. Pray without ceasing. Be here for day one of 21 days of prayer. Be here for day two. Be here for day three. And here's the thing. We're not trying to just do 21 days and go take prayer off the, off the calendar now until January. No, it's a lifestyle for us to see what God does amazing things in our lives. But can I suggest to you, here's some prayers that I think that are good for us to pray. First and foremost, the most important prayer we can pray is the prayer of salvation, of surrender, to say, God, I don't understand it all, and I'm sure you'll help me through all of that, but I'm choosing to surrender my life and follow you. Today's my day, God. I'm going to give you my life. Here. Here you go. That's the most important. We already looked at the Lord's Prayer. I told you about my friend that was in a car crash, didn't know what else to pray. Man, the Lord's Prayer, if that's all you can remember, pray that. But it's a prayer. Jesus says, pray this. We'll look at that in just a moment. I'd mentioned last week when joy was bit by a snake and dying in my very hands. And the only thing I could do was pray in tongues. And I didn't have anything to do. And I'm like, Ah, I don't know what to do. And I'm just praying in tongues. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at that more in the coming weeks as well. But that's a prayer that we can pray. When the Bible says, when you don't know what to pray, pray in the Spirit. Join us for 21 days of prayer. Every day is going to have a target. And you're going to come in and like, wow, I didn't even think to pray about that. Wow, we're praying over this. Man, this is awesome. Man, we're all going to jump in here. We're going to pray. As I said, I'm convinced that not everybody knows how to pray. So, we have got this whole thing made up for you, and Andrew or someone's going to pass these out to everyone. So, they're back there on the back ledge there. It's a prayer book. It's called Our Personal Prayer Guide. And we have these made up for you guys. And we're just going to go through this really quick, and I'm just going to show you what it is. But this is obviously in preparation for for the 21 days of prayer and what we've got going on. You've go open it up, and there's a table of contents. you got a little thing about praying first, and we're looking at the lifestyle of prayer. Jesus said that he had a certain time, a certain place, a certain um, plan. Jesus had this all down, so this isn't just happening by accident. The Lord's Prayer, we see that. We talked about that just a few minutes ago. Our Father in Heaven, it talks about you connect with God relationally. He's our Father. It's not just something that's just we're talking to some uh, vacant space up in there and going, oh, there's somebody in the clouds, if there is, if there and He's our Father, and it breaks it all down. I'm not going to read all this to you, but this is a great resource for you, and it breaks down. It gives you scriptures to to go along with that, continue all the way down. The next way, man, you can go really deep if you want to. It shows the tabernacle prayer. It shows all the different things that were in the tabernacle and what they mean and how they... Um, have a relationship in prayer and all the different things. I mean, this is going super, super deep for those who want to have that. And it goes on to prayers and spiritual and scriptural devotion, prayers of thanksgiving and praise, prayer of confessions and cleansing, prayers of order and obedience. Uh, there's just tons and tons of resources here. And then warfare prayers. If you ever had a situation and you didn't really know what to do, man, there's some prayers in here that you can say, hey, I don't really know what to pray. But I'm just going to follow this like the armor of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for my salvation. I receive it in a new and fresh way from you. And I declare, remember that thing of speaking out of your mouth? It's there. The weapons of warfare, the protection prayer, general confession prayer, forgiveness prayer. There's tons of resources here for us to pray when we don't know how to pray. But we want to pray first. And here's our personal prayer targets on page 24. Now, I personally leave these blank. You can write in pencil if you want to because our president is gonna change in a few years and then it's gonna change again, it's gonna change again. But the Bible says we're supposed to pray for our government, for those who have rule over us. So it's a reminder, pray for the president. Pray for my national leaders. Pray for our state leaders. Pray for our city leaders. Pray for my family, my spouse, my children, my parents, my siblings, my extended family, my church. Pray for your church. Pray for your small group leader. Pray for those people that you met on Sunday and when you're walking around and hugging that, that hey, I just want to pray for that person. For my life, my employer, my coworkers, my employees, my teachers, my professors, those I influence, those my close friends. Pray for those who need God. And we're going to look at this in the coming weeks of coming up to September when it's back to church Sunday. We're going to be making the list, and we're just going to be praying, asking God that he will use us with intentionality. It goes on in page 28. It's a place for you to journal and put your prayer request. And write down the day that you're making this prayer request, and look at the far column. The date answered. Remember the the word when we saw in the Bible? It says, if you ask, it will be answered. He's not a genie in the bottle. He doesn't go, boom, you got your thing. You have to keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. But there will be a date that he answers that. And you put that down. And as you go through this time, you come back and look at it and go, wow. I forgot I was praying about that. And look what God did. And there's a place in the back you can journal. So this is our gift to you. And we we just encourage you to take these home and use them and come for the 21 days of prayer. This is something we've produced for you to help you know how to pray. But there's specific prayers for specific situations. There are people that are all upset about the, the lead singer or whoever it was from Lincoln Park that died and committed suicide in the spirit of suicide that's rampant in our in our world in our culture pray and break that spirit of suicide pray for healing pray for wisdom pray for discernment which way do i go which college do i go which place do i who do i uh, all these things we pray first but make prayer a priority You want to know what my prayer for you is? As your pastor, I have a prayer that I pray over you guys. It's found in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. It says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I pray for you guys. I've got a list of everybody who's come to church, everyone who's been here one time. And I go over that prayer, and I pray for you by name. I call out your name audibly before God. I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. The next verse, verse 17. I keep asking. I didn't just ask once. I just pray for you once. when you came, I keep asking. And what do I ask? I ask that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, he may give you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, so that you may know him better. My number one prayer for you is that you know God. That is my number one prayer, my number one job. It's the first thing of our core tenets is that you know God. Because if you don't know God, you can never be free from your past. You can never discover your purpose, and you'll never make a difference. You'll live a frustrated life. My number one prayer is that you know God better. Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you'll see things clearly. Boom! It'll just all make sense to you. In order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. He's called you to do something. You have a purpose in this life. We want you to discover that purpose. That's the whole purpose of our growth track. The glorious riches, the riches of his glorious inheritance of his holy people. There is riches that are laid up for you. There are great resources. You don't have to sit there and wonder, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? What is the meaning of life? He's got all of that there for you. And his incomparable great power for those of us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength. That's the prayer I pray for you. Can I suggest to you, that's God's heart for you. He wants you to know him. He wants you to find freedom from your past. He wants you to discover why you were created. He wants you to make a difference. Every year we do 21 days of prayer twice a year, in January and in August. I challenge you this year, this season, as we're stepping into August this week, Commit your life to adding prayer. Give you an easy way to do it. Add prayer for the next year. And see what next year in August looks like. What would it look like if you use this 21 days of prayer as a launching off place? To see what God does in your life. Next year, this time you look back and go, wow. God did these amazing things in my life because I prayed first and I made prayer a priority. We've talked before in recent services about the law of five. That if you have a tree that you want to cut down and you take your axe out there and every day you whack it five times with that axe. Five times just hitting that same spot. You don't have to spend all day long trying to work on that tree. Come back tomorrow. Five whacks on that tree. On that tree at the same spot, and you keep doing this. What's eventually gonna happen to that tree? It's gonna fall. Now, if it's a big tree, it's gonna take a lot long time, okay? But we ask and we keep asking, we pray without ceasing, we make prayer a part of our life because prayer changes things. But the greatest prayer is the one that begins the process. If you'll bow your heads with me. The first thing you can do, wherever you find yourself, all these wonderful things that God has stored for you begins with knowing Him. If I said the greatest prayer is the first prayer. It says in 1 John 1, if we confess our sins, He, God, Is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, wherever you find yourself today, whether you're in this room, you're listening on the podcast, you're watching the video, you're watching the live stream, all the different ways that you could be hearing my voice right now, wherever you find yourself, I'm going to ask you, How are you with God? You might say, Pastor Kevin, I've never prayed that prayer. I don't know that I know God. You might say, I once knew God. Man, if I'm honest with myself and honest with you, I don't think I'm pretty far from God. The very first prayer that's going to change things in your life is to pray the prayer asking Him to into your life. So if that's you, today's your day. I want you to say this prayer with me. We're not going to pray it out loud. Just pray it in your heart. Mean it. Say, God in heaven, thank you for sending your son to die in my place. To pay for my sins so I don't have to. I ask you to forgive me for living my life without you. For trying to do it on my own. Jesus, please forgive me. Here's the best part. I surrender everything to you. Be the Lord of my life. Be number one. And the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you with all my heart. Today, I give you my life. Father God, I just pray for everyone who's prayed that prayer. Lord, and all of heaven is rejoicing as they've made that decision that today is their day. Father, I also turn my attention to the rest of us, Lord, that we are challenged by this message as I'm challenged, that we will pray first, that we will look to you for answers that we will ask and we'll keep asking and we'll keep asking we'll seek and keep seeking we'll keep knocking and lord your word says that you will answer us that we will find you lord we're going to rejoice and we're going to pray without ceasing and you're going to show us what your, lo- your will is for our life father i give you this time i give you this message